This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Heavenly Father, we give you praise. Can you just thank Him and worship Him? Of the earth. From the depths of the sea, from the heights of the heavens, very strong 
alerts that I received in the spirit yesterday and I want to give this word of warning to those who are here and those who are watching blood is very important to God and the Lord said anyone who kills under the old covenant must of a necessity be killed I want to read this passage to you. Genesis 25 verse 23. Or let's start from 22. Genesis 25 22. And the children struggled together within her. Or let's start from 21. And Isaac entreated the Lord for his wife because she was barren. And the Lord was entreated of him and Rebekah his wife conceived pay attention to the word conceived verse 22 and the children struggled together with her and she said if it be so why am I thus and she went to inquire of the Lord and the Lord said to her two nations are in your womb two manner of people shall be separated from your bowels one people shall be stronger than the other people and the elder shall serve the younger. Listen to me, everybody. Two nations, two types of people in your womb. The moment a woman conceives, to God, that's a life. When it is touched through abortion, that is no other thing than mother. Yet I realize. People have all kinds of justification for abortion. Even Christians. May the devil never have a blood on the throne where he puts his leg against you. That the works of hand are destroyed and that it affects. When you are abort, you don't only kill one person, you kill a nation. There is no child formed in a womb that God has no purpose for. One of the things I got to know, oh, we don't plan to have a child again, she's pregnant, get rid of it. It is not it. It is him or how you are getting rid of. Never open your mouth to condemn a murderer who kills people, Bokwaram and the rest, if you get involved for any reason in this act. And believe me sincerely, expect something terrible to happen to you if you do this as a Christian. It is highly consequential. It is highly consequential. It comes with a big price you cannot imagine. I heard of some Christians getting rid of a baby, even married people, because we have to, we don't plan for it. Oh, I don't have money. I don't have money. And then maybe you are not married. And you slept with somebody and you are pregnant. I want to get rid of it. Don't add sin to your sin. It is evil enough that you uh, committed the sin of sexual immorality. It is more terrible when you add murder to it. Or you are a man listening to me. You have impregnated somebody outside your wedding or your marriage and then everything is saying 
or you are a woman you are pregnant and you don't want to go to know listen to me very well the judgment of man is nothing compared with the judgment of god man will criticize on men and they will talk about it if because you don't want to be ashamed before men you commit murder and then you turn to god and you know god i'm a christian just forgive me you will be forgiven but you will pay a heavy price for what you have done the sin of destroying a nation yet to emerge will not be looked away from god will not overlook and i'm telling everybody now we are married ah you are pregnant so we didn't plan for this one we don't have a child again and then go and get rid of it you are getting rid of a human being it's like somebody giving a command we don't like your husband again take him out and shoot him you are killing somebody now in this regard you are killing many people that would have been born there was a woman that saw a vision in heaven and one of the people that woke up to welcome her one of the children she wants aborted a child that she wants aborted heaven will receive them back with tears children aborted there continue to grow in heaven that's not the end of your life you can never end the life that god has created you can only deprive them of living on this earth and on that judgment you shall stand and see them if you are born again it happened in the past you are forgiven but if you want to do it because of shame because oh i don't expect this no matter what if as a man you've gone to do something away it's already terrible enough don't add to it by giving money to lady to go and flush out that baby don't do that churches might get angry with you people might say things against you your wife might not trust you again your husband might not trust you again but there is no reason under the sun that you who call upon the name of the lord participates in destruction of a soul it is there is no reason you will pay a heavy price for it for this cause satan has a lot of things against many christians one time i remember a friend told me they were praying women of prayer these are women of the spirit praying on a zoom group and one thing later on that somebody said something prophetically i don't know the number maybe out of 60 maybe there is one of 42 women have passed through abortion before and many of them did not do it as a non-believer men and brethren there will be case in heaven but it won't even happen when we get to heaven cases will start from here on that once you think you are done god has forgiveness is the small part you have planted a seed the blood of the child speaks over you forever i am warning everyone never be afraid of the judgment of men when you have done something wrong yes men will talk but it's because of the fear of men oh we don't have money to take care of this child there is no child that will come into the world that god will not take care of by himself It just came by the spirit to to one people and if it is husband and wife who agreed to do this i feel sorry for the two of you so sorry for you you both plan to murder somebody and you carried it out under any disguise it is happening in the foreign world is swimming you won't believe how much has entered nigeria over there abroad in the europe in europe get pray now we are not praying for it we're not praying for a child and then they kill the child like that yet somebody gave back to the one that is killing somebody now this is amazing the judgment they are giving over there in america and some other nations 
five minutes ago is not a child. It's not a living thing. Five minutes after is a living thing. When you say that an unborn child is not a living thing, so somebody can be in, in, in the womb one hour ago. Now one hour after is born. So it was not a living thing one hour ago, but it's a living thing now. That's terrible. That's stupidity of the highest order. It was growing. It, it will continue to go outside. Never terminate a life. Both those who are here and those who are watching me, those who are concerned, they just said what I've just said now. I don't know you personally, but by the spirit, I just like this is a message for somebody. Never. Never. This is why when God tells you to stay in purity, stay. But the part that grieves me most are married people who do this because of whatever reason you consider as a justification to terminate a soul. If they had done that to you when they were in the womb, whatever reason under the sun, uh, we didn't plan that she would be pregnant. Now she's pregnant, that is it. I want us to lift up our hands whenever they are in just two, three minutes. Can we pray for mercy? Can we pray for mercy? And if this has happened to you before, even though you have God forgiveness and He has forgiven you, you already received forgiveness. But if somehow you still feel that this thing is affecting you, pray for mercy right now. Pray for mercy. And if this is if this, this doesn't concern you, pray for mercy for those who are concerned. Just pray for mercy. Mercy. Nobody will be guilty of innocence. Pray for mercy. Just pray for mercy. Pray for mercy. Lord we thank you Father we worship you we adore you we give all the glory wow let's read together Genesis chapter 2 the last verse, thank you, God bless you thank you so much Genesis 2 when God created man and woman, he put them in a state. And if marriage is not in that state, it will not yield its best. It won't be as it should be. The Bible says, and they were both naked. The man and his wife and were not ashamed. Nakedness is needed in marriage. Not only for sexual intimacy, nakedness is a state that husband and wife must attain to for them to have the best of their marriage so god could have when they sinned he made a cloth for them he could have created them with glistening garments he chose not to do so he made them naked because that is a principle that uh, holds a marriage any marriage that you see where there is love, there has to be transparency, there has to be absolute nakedness. You can have your seat. Now the part of it that is very important is not only that they were naked, they were not ashamed. Now what goes on nowadays is that if a person chooses to be naked, someone else can make you ashamed. I have seen where a man 
finally summoned courage to tell his wife some of his atrocities and it has become what she will use against him forever and ever naked but not ashamed in other words they decided god made them to be open accountable having nothing to hide naked when your marriage assumes the status of garden of Eden marriage one of the things that will come with it is openness no trying to impress anyone or each other no trying to prove a point absolute openness absolute transparency in the marriage it's needed and there is a reason for this now let's just check so I want to start from what I said for service when I was mentioning this. Can we look at this again? So I'm going to ask um, Tracy to come. Um, just stand. Stand first. Stand down. Chris, stand. And, uh, okay. Who is at the back there? Okay, uh, Toby, the basic stand. Now, all of you come and touch me. Watch how they are arriving. Okay. Thank you. Who arrived last? Go back. Thank you so much. Who arrived first? When God created man, the woman was not there. When God created the woman, the man was sleeping. None of them saw the beginning of the other person. The same way you cannot marry, you will not likely marry someone whose birth and formation you witnessed. Even for some of you, you didn't even witness that of your siblings. <laughs> you were at home when they went to the hospital. You can so this makes people two people coming from different backgrounds and different experiences. Now, God, in his wisdom, who made the two of them, all that Paul was saying in Ephesians is the fact that since you were not part of his formation, since you were not part of our formation, the only way that you can have peace, you did not have the same experience so he created one from himself he created the other took one from mud took one from flesh by the formation you already have two different experiences the only way that you can have proper alignment proper union is that there must be a point of reference and that is god himself hallelujah i chose people from different places to represent different backgrounds you cannot ask the one that is here to come and meet you there that will not lead to unity that will be oppression because it's going to take her a lot of energy to move from there to go there now you cannot ask the one that is here there to come and meet you there that is what you do when you demand cultural things when your demands from the other person is based on culture based on any other thing but if the two of you decides to work on becoming like Christ, you are going to meet at the center. This is how to have one purpose, one heart, 
one soul in marriage. It will not happen by somebody trying to be like the other person because it is not possible to be like the other person. But the two of you can be like Jesus Christ. Did you get that? You did not grow up where I grew up, so I cannot be like you. But if we both get committed into becoming like Jesus Christ, we start looking at each other. We start looking at life more and more. Because we are going to arrive at the same spots eventually. So if they say that they are collecting voters' card in Ikeja, both those who are coming from BI, those who are coming from Ogba, everybody will meet in Ikeja. Once there is something we are all looking at together, it unites us and it causes our heart to align. So in Mary, first of all, so Paul started in Ephesians chapter 5, appointing to Christ as a reference point. Husband, love your wife as Christ loves the church. He said, Why submit to your own husband? As he was telling them that, see, these things are not left like that, like a vacuum. They are not just uh, something empty, but that uh, there is a point of reference. And when both man and woman consider that point, they will always come to the middle and look alike. This is how to have one heart and one soul in marriage. And the sincere truth is, if one party, one, one of the two of them gets to that place first, what will happen is that you will have the courage to wait for the other person. A man whose heart has been conquered by love, who has become like Christ, all the nine fruit of the spirit are at work in him. Then, now, I'm not saying the other, anybody should take advantage of anybody, but I am saying that even if one party gets there, it will never be a problem to the other person again. Even though the other person has not gotten there. So, a man loves his wife. Not because he's expecting her to love him back. And once she does not reciprocate that love, he begins to nag and start fighting. He's a man who has not met the man of Calvary. A woman submits unconditionally, like the Bible says, not because she's expecting anything. It is beautiful when the two of them are doing that is the perfect state. That's what we're advocating for. But I'm saying that even if the other person has not attained to that, once one person, you see, in life, we react based on what we have been trained on and the expectations we have. All of you that are here, every woman here, if we reverse back to 16th century, where women were not supposed to go to school and all those things, if you live there, you will conform to the norms of that time. Many of you here, you will fight and you should and you are justified doing so if your husband begins to date somebody else. But do you know if you live 700 years ago and you will be the bad one if your husband should bring a wife home and you cannot accept her? In other words, it's not about what the other person is doing. You react based on the information that you have and the level of knowledge that you operate on. The same woman now that will pack her load and leave her husband here and has a second wife. 300 years before, the same woman will embrace the second wife. Why? Everywhere around during that time, polygamy was celebrated. You were told that a man had right to marry as many women as possible and you live so. Asian Yoruba town. So you wouldn't get angry. And no neighbor will call your husband a bad man for marrying second or third wife. The best you can get is that they will celebrate you as the first wife. Even the younger wives will kneel down to greet you. And you enjoy, you can send them on some errands. 
<laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> because see, this is why all I've been stressing, you cannot base, you cannot base as a Christian how you operate in marriage on culture and tradition. Culture will always change. If a woman in some Yoruba parts will not pull food before the man and kneel down, I'm beginning to call him all the names that the father never called him. You are this, you are that, you are this, and all those things. You will be considered a very rude woman. So when a man is still taking his ideology from marriage, uh, of marriage from culture, that is when you still demand that you come home and you must meet food. Isn't it wickedness? You've gone to work, she's gone to work. She's still longer in the place of work than yourself. And here you are, your grandfather told you a woman must put food on the table of the man. Yet when your grandfather was enjoying that, women were not going to work, they were not going to school. Now the one you have in your house is more brilliant than yourself. She earns from bank and she contributes money. And you are still demanding what your grandpa demanded from a woman who never went to school. Something is, something is wrong somewhere. And that is how culture can deceive and create problems. Are you with me? Praise the Lord. She said, that's why I wonder why women cry nowadays. I can't, I mean, in those days, they will marry you and take you to another village. So you will cry, but you might not see your parents for like nine months. Now you are living in Lukbeji, your mom is living in Suoleri. And you are crying on your wedding. When you can go tomorrow to see her. And before they marry yourself, you'll be living in self-contained by yourself. Without seeing your mom for two, three months. What is wrong with you? The following day, you can drive to your mom's house. You can drive to your brother's house. And now we have Skype. They didn't have Skype in those days. They didn't have Zoom. They didn't have internet. So why are you crying? So on that day, I said, <laughs> and some parents, they join, they are crying. Why are you crying? If they say no, that is fine. Maybe you're emotional. Maybe you're like, okay, I'm joining another man, uh, getting someone else's name. I understand. But if you are crying because of... Sir, check why you are crying. Is it compulsory? Must you cry? <laughs> Your tears won't stop caterer from collecting the balance. <laughs> and, and all those things. <laughs> Amen. Are, are, you, are, are you with me? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Did you get what I've just said now? In other words, the most important thing in marriage is to strive to be like Jesus Christ. That's what I'm saying. We have not, no matter how close you are to the person you are married to, you did not have the same experiences growing up. Now, when you are not yet married, you have an opportunity. Now, what we do is to try our best as we pray to select maybe the closest to what you consider your ideals and your norms. But even at that, you see our work to do because no matter how similar you think, the background of yourself. So when we say compatibility, we are coming from different angles. You can be compatible emotionally. Maybe the way you react to things the same way. But as soon as you marry, you try that it's not exactly so. There are some major differences. Hallelujah. This is why, uh, see, when it comes to this topic, it's so broad. But I'm going to encourage you and the person you are married to. Now, I'm assuming that uh, most people are already married. So, the people you are, the person you are married to, 
you have a lot of work to do it's not child's play now i usually say to people that in your moment of peace in your moment of when you have lost my when you flow when you talk when there are no arguments and all those things is the best time also to sit together and talk about the family and talk about what affects the two of you when somebody is already angry or there's already an argument and that is when you are trying to tell the person to adjust something it's difficult then most people will have a brick wall they will reject what you are saying but when you are both happy when everything is fine Put part of your life every week a time of communication. Don't only communicate when there is an uh, somebody is angry, there is an issue. How about making communication a necessary part of the marriage? So, in other words, there are times you watch TV together. There is a time also that as husband, where you will sit down and you just talk about the two of you. That moment, the person will listen to you more because there is no anger, no nothing. When you are pointing out, see, there. Are, I wish you can actually. Um, learn how to eat without doing your mouth. <laughs> Again, that example. You know, <laughs> when it comes to misunderstanding, it can be something small and it can be something big. Something small will not immediately destroy the marriage, but it will start giving the other person an impression that you are encroaching on their own privacy. For instance, if you begin to nag about how he eats, it gets to a point, he might begin to perceive it as the, the fact that you nag too much, you want to control how he lives. Did there something that happens that is that you innocently suggest something, then it's going to be like, hey, that's how you are always trying to control what I do. That is how small, small things can be dangerous if they are not put in, in play, if they are not properly handled. Are you getting what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. Yeah. Communication. LD communication. Create a time when you just talk. For some couples here, initially it might not be easy because you are not close. When it comes to marriage, there are different types. There are different types. I have observed by myself, looking around, some couples are so much, they, they are so much into each other. And I see, even in the church, I see a lot of examples. Now, see, this thing is brought, there are many tentacles, many reasons responsible for it. Let's start with the fact that there are different types of men and different types of women. Some men are not very romantic. He loves you, he's never going to betray you, but it's not the type that will be all over you. Expectations are very powerful. Now, if you are, the, you are the type as a woman that you want all that is all over you, you just enjoy him being no... Uh, uh, you see some couples like that. When you see the woman, you will see the man. Always wanting to hold each other in the public. And Now, that doesn't exactly mean love. It's a good thing. It's wonderful. But some other people don't do that, but it does not mean he loves his wife less. It's not just going to be holding her around and everything. As if he has no work to do. No, I should not have added that. I'm just saying that. <laughs> so, so, so. I'm just saying. <laughs> but that doesn't mean he doesn't love. That doesn't mean he doesn't think about you. He's not just that kind of person. Number one, God created personalities. Apart from God's creation, environment has had influences on us in different ways. I get what I'm saying. So, it will always begin with God, 
in everybody god didn't create all of us who have the same temperament so truly you have sanguine you have melancholy you have flag you have different personalities now even among the flag for instance now it will now also depend on which family the flag is growing in some families can make a possible to withdraw completely why is some family so different things now at times it's not even nuclear family in that sense environment can help a flag that is a military man will be a little different from a flag that is an accountant you get what I'm, get what I'm one has been trained in war he's still flag but that war that trained as a soldier would have made a bit of adjustment in his personality if you are a sanguine you talk 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 you can they can bury you to cia <laughs> by the time they are true with you a part of because now you are dealing with confidential matter and you have been trained years to be there to learn how to keep secret as a cia member that training we affect you are still a sanguine among cia you might be the most talkative cia but <laughs> when you are among the normal people they still consider you quiet why because by your training they've trained you to keep your mouth shut i get what i'm saying the same thing if was a sanguine but then it's a in school was a court member by being in court and keeping their uh affairs secret we make him a little secretive contrary to his nature so that will affect him so it's going to be different from other sanguine who have never had the kind of experience so i'm saying that even the personalities that god created by himself environment and experience we also make some fundamental adjustment to that personality they do get that so when you are marrying a man the man in your house and the woman in your house is a combination of a personality created by god one and a personality created by the environment too so in dealing with the person you also you are a personality created by god and then created by your environment there is a way girls love by their dad that the dad could all could kiss either with my daughter could all could carry could play with we operate a little bit different from the one that the father never touched never i mean the relationship never just dot, how are you how are you that, that's all a father talking to a daughter like a friend is already creating something that, that might not be in other people so the moment two people are joined or the author their experiences and their exposure will start putting an expectation in their heart of what they feel marriage should be like and if there's no unity in this expectation so this one expects that you see this is how you talk to me and this one say no this and this one. misunderstanding with setting and guess what this is where the serpent waits to actually bite in marriage yeah somehow it's called the ancient serpent it's been around since the creation of the first man the bible says that we are not less satan should take advantage of us we are not ignorant of his devices he's going to play with those aspects of your experiences that are yet to be buried under the cross cross is a symbol of change that christ offers if you are a christian 
and there are still certain aspects of your life some of the experiences that you have grown up with that are yet to be submitted to jesus christ it can be a very good area for the enemy to explore somebody can grow up i was talking to a guy and he told me he was very open the reason why he just couldn't stop uh, i mean his whole soul was filled with lust and everything his father had hotel when they were young and he used to go and peep in at people having sex in the hotel for years his soul has been shaped that way now when people are get born again the only thing that can reconstruct you is the word of god and the power of the holy spirit now when the wife was marrying him they met in church she did know that there was that aspect of and i said for service no matter even if you date if you do courtship for 20 years there are things you will never know until you marry the person i get what i'm saying until you start living together under the same roof certain things you will never know you know the funny thing there are certain things about your life that you also don't know your own life you see you operate different faces under different conditions there was a time you live with your siblings it was a different arrangement when you were interested living with a roommate when you went to serve it was different it's different from how you live with church members the moment you marry also you have never been married before so once you step into marriage something changes the person you are married to is not your brother it's not your roommate it's not your neighbor this is a different arrangement so there will be some aspect of you you would you, you would have thought that you've known yourself as a single guy uh with your brothers then when you got to university you decide that some things more about yourself living with a stranger in the room then maybe a yc now you are going to discover certain things inside also because this is a new terrain but what guys this is why there are many things to go into here and there but everything about the kingdom of god ends up it can always be summarized into one thing jesus will say to somebody one thing you need one thing you lack because everything is rooted in one thing of all the formulas and principles we can share about marriage the one thing everybody should remember is that if they both journey towards Jesus Christ, they will meet there. If I'm going to be more like Christ, I must be more forgiving. I must walk more in love. I must be more understanding. How many times has the Lord spoken to you? Are you not always the one talking when you are praying? It means that the Lord listens a lot. Many of you, the Lord, oh God has only spoken to you a few times. Some of through the Bible. Some of God has never spoken to you. I say, <laughs> you don't even know whether he speaks at all. You, you are the one rushing in with points every day. For one hour, you are talking. Oh God, then do this. After that, do that. Even God at times be like, well, let me talk also now. In the last one year, be the only one talking. It shows that the Lord listens. When you are more like Him, you listen. When you are more like you, you accommodate. Do you know how sinful people are, even Christians? And do you know what God calls with every day with Christians? When you are like him, you just have a broad heart. You can correct things, but you don't react negatively. And when a woman is like that, blessed, she, blessed is her husband. When a man is like that, the wife is blessed. When they are both like that, the home is eternally blessed. And that is what the Lord is seeking for. 
Once you are like Christ, you put the interests of others first. Of all the things we can talk about in Matthew, this is just the summary of everything. You put the interest. Jesus came down from heaven. There was a fight between man and God. It was God that came down to, to end the fight. When I see husband and I'm quarreling and one is waiting for another one to come and beg. The one who begs for, the one who tries to open the communication line is the most like Christ. It is true. God was not the one that was guilty. Man was guilty. Yet it was the one that was not guilty that came down to stretch a hand to the guilty one. If you are always waiting to be right, the other person to be fixed, then it says a lot about who you resemble. Hallelujah. It's not a sign of weakness that the other person is right. You are the one trying to extend. But this is what happens. If you are working in all these things I've said, but you are married to a devil, thou shalt suffer. Some men can make you be the only one apologizing every day. He will never say sorry. And you will think they will stop. They will never stop. This is why, see, what you can do once you are married to make adjustments is to strive to bring the person to a place where the word of God is being shared powerfully. We are a product of information we listen to regularly. The word of God can reprogram the man. You are already married to a man who suspects you every now and then. It's a terrible place for a woman to be. How can a man be searching your phone? I do understand that kind of thing. And uh, you, know, you know, people that are insecure, my, my point is, why are you giving yourself a dick? Why are you marrying a woman you cannot trust? And you become a policeman overnight. Who are you talking to on that phone? Your friend. Hello, female. Hello, I see your friend. And why did you get, why I noticed why you wanted to receive the call, you went to the room. Yesterday, that was how you went to the kitchen to receive a call. By the way, were you talking to yesterday? I forgot when I was watching Premiership. I'm going to ask you. Oh, what were you talking to yesterday? Once you are telling that you are going for a friend's wedding, once you come by, it's not you use time to pick your phone. Why are you lucky your phone? Why are you lucky your phone? Are you not married? Are you supposed to be lucky your phone? Whether she locks her phone or not, it is her phone. It is you, the man, that should not lock your phone. After marriage, after marriage, most responsible women, because society is not saying anymore, but majority of women, when they are married, when they start having children, women, most times, they don't gyrate around again. We know very well, whether here or anywhere in the world, infidelity is more common to men than women. It doesn't mean women don't do it, but it's more common. When women have children, they just tend to become responsible in the house and everything. But a man might have 40 children. I see how many. We have, don't we have them like that in Nigeria? I see how flint of girlfriends here and there. So, sincerely speaking, uh, do women really have anything to hide on their phone? I'm not talking about all women. Some, some, uh, <laughs> some have passed the definition of a woman. They have become something else. So, <laughs> the world is getting more and more strange every day. So, and, but I'm just saying that now the statistics I gave for service, this is what I'm saying. The painful thing is that Christian marriages are beginning to resemble that of Bumble and it's painful. So in America, they said, now you know we do have statistics in Nigeria. I said that for 
We don't have for anything in Nigeria. Anything, we, sometimes we just copy a figure abroad and adjust a little. When they say 72, we say 68. But <laughs> there is no figure. We don't even know our population. I told you what happened when we're serving. One man will come out, he will say that I have so so uh, number of women I served in the north inside, and uh, that you bash, you, can, you cannot enter, that they are, they are veiled. So uh, you see, I have 20 wives and I have 80 children. He says, So write 101. I, the last census Nigeria conducted was when I was serving. That was how we arrived at all the numbers. Many of the people we recorded, we did not see. My colleagues went to villages, they would tell you that I have six wives inside and 22 children, you cannot see them. So it's the only man, the man that come out. But I was lying on it, so we just recorded. And then in some local government, they, were made, they made couples to even amplify the figure more. Because some regions in Nigeria think politically at all times. So when they tell you Nigeria, we are this number, nobody knows how many we are. We have never had true censors in Nigeria. So we are just living by faith. So we don't know how many we are. So what is the status of breakup in Nigeria? We don't know. They are sure breaking up. We, <laughs> we, we don't know. So in America, they say first marriage, 50% in divorce. Second marriage, it moves to 60. Third one, about 70 to 75. Fourth one, over 80. That means when people break and get angry and walk away from the first marriage, thinking that the problem is with the other person. It is only in few cases that the problem is absolutely with it. Now, there are individuals who are crazy. The best thing is to leave them. So, people are crazy. Yeah. We are more men like that, but we have some women also like that. So, people are crazy. Nobody can survive them, being with them. So, it just, it, it, that's just the truth. I mean, they can drive insane. They can even kill, being with them. So there's no negotiation with such people other than to just leave them. But beyond that, as people move away from the first marriage, it's not like it is more terrible the second marriage. The lifespan of second marriage is always shorter. Many of you know actors in America actually, who are married six times, five times. If most of their popular singers and actors are not on their second nor third marriage. And these are the people who act films on love. And some women are just based the ideology, the ideology of love on that kind of movie. Somebody's on a sixth marriage and is singing songs of love. That is how to love. And from the song, you are gaining knowledge on how to love. From somebody who has no love in him, other than to sing love. It's funny. This is the age of information. Age of knowledge. When the service is over, just pick your phone and google. The top artists and everything. Those who write romance, just go all of them acting those love films and check their life. Wikipedia will always tell you, third marriage for you will see it there. And what they're acting on love is also people are trying to base their life on. There is only one answer, one that does not fail, that is the Bible. Stay with it. So if the man and the woman commit themselves to, so the word of God has to be the focal point. If you make it cultural thing, culture will fail. Culture will favor one above others. African culture, they favor men. European culture, they favor women. women. Yeah. So when you divorce there, they collect all your money and give it to your wife. When you divorce here, <laughs> you're your own. In Africa, they blame women for everything. 
A man can remarry, can marry as many wives. Polygamy is against the law in many European nations. You don't see any reason why since a woman cannot marry two husbands, you two cannot marry. It could because most of their laws were actually taken from the Bible. The Bible is against suppression of women. The law of most Jesus began to liberate women when they came. The one that was caught in the heart of adultery, Jesus refused to condemn her. He was not justifying sin. He was letting the Pharisees know that Moses taught you hostility towards women. Religion will always, every religion in the world so, puts women down. That's why Christianity is not a religion. When a child becomes religious also, you deal more. They are the Satan. They must be the one to cover their hair. They must be the one that Satan is using as if he doesn't use men. It's more comfortable with men. Look at all the wars that have been fought in the world. Who are the terrorists killing people? How many women are among them? Tell me that Satan is not using men more. So, all over, all over. Hallelujah. So, culture cannot be. Culture will favor one gender against another. But the Bible put, every time the Bible says something to men, it says something to women also. Because God loves everybody equally. And this is how a true Christian home is built. Just remember today, all I've spoken about is a short message, is that the one we are journeying towards is Jesus. The more you are both, you are both committed to becoming like him, the more peaceful your marriage will be. What we have never told many of you, or what married counselors have never told you, is that you only have one problem. And your problem is carnality. As people read books about marriage, some have read all kinds of books. Uh, it's like putting a new wine in an old wine skin. They said, and this is also painful, the last 20 years, or last 10 years, 20, more books have been produced in the church on marriage. In the last 20 years, more seminars have held on marriage than in the last 100 years put together, just last 20 years. In the last 20 years, more messages have been preached on relationship one of the last hundred years put together in the last 20 years Christians have betrayed one another divorced Christian homes are breaking more than the last 150 years of Christianity put together just last 20 years knowledge is not the answer it is the heart many hearts are not changed people get born again and still hold on to their old nature and that's the problem there is no amount of Education will give a peak that will stop him going back from, to the mud. What married counselors are not telling many people is that you are not like Jesus Christ, your Lord. Go back to your room and pray to be more like Jesus. Rather, we give formulas and principles against what they will not work. Do you know I was in final year? Before they brought out the statistics I just read about the last 20 years, on my own as a young boy, I made that conclusion. I entered a bookshop, I looked around, I saw all kinds of books on marriages. I said, but the Christians in Esu did not have all these things. And their marriages were not as bad as our own. And I said, it's not a knowledge problem. Open YouTube today and see how many messages on marriage. What is wrong with our generation? It's because a lot of Christians are carnal, carnal, carnal. What many people are looking for is easier way for them and blame on the other person. And it's not going to work. 
what you should seek is to be like Jesus Christ in your home. It solves all the problem. If you can be like him. Even if your wife is busy behaving, you can be like him. There is a love still radiating from you towards her. You are never naggy. You are never bitter. Because you have found love in Christ. You pray for her to change. You share with her. But you don't force it on her. How do you react? The same thing goes to your husband. Or for your husband. Of course, the Bible gives room that in the case of infidelity, it's a different ball game. We'll get to that another day. But I'm just saying to people, so all the fights, they are based on the fact that Satan is taking advantage of the fact that there is a carnal generation. And that is it. Any aspect of your life that you have not submitted to the master, you give it as an opening for Satan to explore. He will use it. He will use it. Why do people reject knowledge? An opportunity to be transformed. I still listen to messages on marriage. I still read on marriage. Not to come and preach, but to check my own life. You don't wait for something to happen before you balance up. Watch yourself every now and then. It is true. Are you with me? Yeah. I just told them when I was in Abel, I called this one. I was like, can you help me get final quests? And I believe in vision of my character. They are very old books. But they help set some fire in you. Final quest was just rejoin us experience with Jesus in heaven. I would just like to read the game. Because it reminds me of the judgment day and all those things. How it will be. And I was telling leaders, you can't afford to be careless and just think, you know, all of you that are here, I also want to let you know it's not between you and your wife alone. Once you are married, you have brought your children into whatever will happen between the two of you. Break up before them, you have endorsed their own breakup. It might be difficult for you to now correct them 25 years time that you see you don't treat a woman like that. When they've seen how you are doing your own. So before you break, just always think about it. When the enemy wins against you, it goes for... You know, there are people listening to me this morning. Grandpa and his wife broke up. Father and his wife and mommy broke up. And you are about to... And it has no call to you. That is, is a transgenerational cancer eating into us. But God will spare grandma and grandpa. They were not born again. You are, and you are still about to do what they did. Hardness of hearts. No matter who cancels you, it's a bad person. She's a bad person. But you are not thinking about the big picture. When would there be a church where no member of the church, where all their marriages are beautiful? When will Christians be a living example to the world? They might not like us as we speak in tongues, but they secretly tell themselves, tell them, if a Christian boy approaches someone that is a non-Christian and says, you know, we are getting close. The parents will be like, you know what? In our religion, we don't want Christian, but you know what? I support it. Go. Because they know that a Christian man will never maltreat their daughter. Can we get to that point that Christian marriages will become a living example all over the world? Do you know how many Christian husbands that will beat up themselves every now and then? In UK, a pastor that I know, a bit wife so Monday, we exchanged, but the police came to arrest them. 
and natives. The police said that, ah, are you guys not pastors? This is the fifth time we are coming to arrest you for fighting. It will be difficult to preach to that police. He just had to say it. By the fifth time they came to say, because neighbors come when they were breaking this on themselves. And the police were like, he just said that, ah, I've been to this house, but that ah, you guys are pastors. So, like, so what are you pastoring? What is how you beat yourself to stupor in the house? Yet when the judge was here, what he said? He was in the home where he went to pray. Thank God I don't stay in people's home. So the pastor told him to stay in the house. And in the morning, the wife woke up and brought out gun. I said, I'm going to kill this man today. I told him, you to sit down here. Because you might follow. <laughs> Sunday morning. When they didn't see pastor, his wife, and the guest minister in church. The dickies drove to the house. And they saw pastor's wife. Cross leg on the seat with pistol. <laughs> Reverend George here. Her husband here. And I was like, thank God you are here. <laughs> when I went to see me, I think he said there, but also he told me, he said from that day, say even if I stay in people's house, that when I want to sleep, he said, I locked the door from behind. He said, because this one is like a party, but what I saw that day. So I know when I want, we just come and meet you on bed with a pistol. Say, Why are you in our house? I said, well, already I don't stay with people when I go, when I'm abroad. I said, but that reinforced my decision. I will stay in hotel. <laughs> so from the window, if I see peace too, I will just go back. I will say, a righteous man foresees evil and he hides himself. He's very scriptural. <laughs> Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. We give you praise. We honor you. We worship you. Help us to be doers. Lord, help men, help women. Help homes. Lord, if we say, case of financial problem let there be help from above thank you father in the name of jesus christ help every woman here crying from her heart about her husband help every unborn let your living water quench the fire the strain fire in all homes we give you praise lord in jesus name is someone blessed this morning Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior, and from today I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late, you are born again, you are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. Stay blessed.